When I was 15 years old, I was visiting my cousin Daniele in Italy and out of boredom told him that I'd formed an indie band in London that had become reasonably successful on the pub circuit. Of course, there was no band. It was all complete fiction. A fiction I felt sure I could sell to him because A, he lived in Rome and B, there was no internet in 1990. How could he check my story? Anyone who was a 15-year-old boy in the pre-internet age will tell you that life was really boring back then and making up lies about yourself was one of the easiest and cheapest ways of passing the time. I almost had my cousin convinced. Then he asked if I had any songs I could play him. Feeling cocky, I produced a C90 cassette and played him the song Freak Scene by American alt-rockers Dinosaur Jr. The tape was sufficiently worn and the recording sufficiently poor for me to claim that it was me providing the lead vocals on the track. He listened carefully twice through, no doubt noticing the distinctive Massachusetts drawl of the band singer Jay Maskis and how it sounded nothing at all like my own reedy London squeak. Eventually, after some contemplation, he said, Fuck off, that's not you. What could I say? It was so very obvious that I'd made up a stupid, transparent, pointless and pretty embarrassing lie. I couldn't just hunker down and stick to my story. It would make me look even more pathetic. But I'm afraid that's exactly what I did. I even feigned angry indignation that he didn't believe me. Things got pretty awkward between us. In the end, he just dropped the subject out of what I presume as abject pity, and we never spoke of the matter again. Effectively, the lie still exists. Age 47, I have still not admitted to him that I am not, and never have been, the lead singer in an up-and-coming indie band. No wonder we don't talk as much as we used to. It wasn't just boredom that had motivated my weird bullshit, it was also a desire to be respected. The need for respect runs pretty deep at that age as you transition from the breezy life of being a child children couldn't give a fuck about respect, they just want love and ice cream into a frustrating state of semi-adulthood in which you want people to start taking you seriously in spite of your shitty bum-fluff moustache and fantastical political views. Wanting to be taken seriously can be really exhausting and destructive. Exhausting because you go around acting like someone you're not and destructive because you wind up thinking that the real version of yourself is not worthy of the respect you crave. Although I grew out of telling such explicit lies about myself, I continued to adopt phony personas well into adulthood. Like so many people, I wanted to seem cooler, tougher, more sophisticated and more resilient than I actually was. Appearing strong and resilient was a particular preoccupation. If someone said something mean, I would never allow myself to show that I was hurt. If I was anxious or worried, I could never let on, not even to myself. I adopted a right Jack the Biscuit persona, strutting about like I didn't have a care in the world. Worse, I sometimes acted like those people who did show emotions were pitiful and amusing to me. But when I went to bed at night, I had this mad habit of quietly muttering a little prayer in which I begged God not to allow any harm to come to me or my family. I must have got into that habit when I was about nine and I was still doing it in my 20s while my girlfriend lay beside me. I dreaded the day she might hear my mutterings in the darkness. Sam, did you just say something? Me? No. Oh, sorry, I thought I just heard you pleading with God never to let you get cancer. (laughs) No, what? God? Cancer? No, that wasn't me. Definitely not the sort of thing I'd mutter. As you know, I don't believe in God. Anyway, good night. 
A self-proclaimed atheist and cocksure super lad mumbling prayers under his duvet every night like the little Amish boy out of witness. Fuck me, I was slash am weird. Like many people, I just couldn't allow anyone to think I was vulnerable. Preaching resilience can sometimes sound like another way of saying suck it up or deal with it. It can be lazy and heartless, a way of belittling other people's feelings because you just can't be bothered engaging with them. This is why we sometimes grow up to bullshit, lie and posture, because there's so much shame associated with having normal human feelings. Emotions that have no connection with rational thought are natural. You can understand the science that keeps an airplane up in the sky, but still be scared of flying. Feelings are weird, unpredictable and sometimes impossible to fully control. So sometimes we feel sad or worried or sensitive or hurt, even if there don't seem to be rational or obvious grounds for it. And out of shame, we cover it up and contrive a resilience that inside isn't always there. We shrug and laugh stuff off. 